bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Hello everybody and welcome to our latest uh, Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. And uh, we're getting very technological today because we've got myself and uh, Tony Scott sat here in Old Hall Street in Liverpool. And we've got Phil on the line uh, from downtown Limassol uh, where he's uh, travelled over, um, not with the Blues, but certainly to watch the Blues uh, tomorrow evening. So how are you finding it over there, Phil? Is, uh, is the sun beaming down upon you? Um, it, it's actually raining, so the, the, promise, <laughs> of, the, promise, the promise of winter sun has, uh, has not come to fruition just yet, but I'm told the uh, forecast is a little bit better for this afternoon and, and for the game day, so uh, fingers crossed for a little bit of sun later on. We're glad to hear it. Bumped into many blues over there, yeah, Phil? Um, I didn't see many last night. There was one or two on the plane with us uh, who flew out of Heathrow, um, but I suspect you know, the rest will be uh, arriving today. I'll be, I'll be out and about for some lunch after this, so uh, I'll no doubt bump into one or two, yeah. Got to be a full Greek salad, obviously. Pesce <laughs> cheese, <Probably>. the lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. Okay, I mean, the, the Deverson squad, uh, we're told, took off about an hour ago, and uh, nothing confirmed yet, but, you know, we're hearing quite interesting team news, given the fact that, you know, Sam Allardyce has already said that it's going to be... Um, a shadow squad uh, going over there and I think we can safely assume that people that travel probably won't be involved in the derby match and uh, from what we hear uh, Morgan Schneiderlin and Kevin Morales are both on board uh, the plane as is Nikola Vlasic Joel Robles and Davy Klassen uh, Sanjo is not there but we think that might be more to do with the knock he's got rather than uh, you know, so anything you know, team news related but I suppose the headline news that you know, Schneiderlin and Morales the two uh, training ground you know Protesters, shall we call them? Uh, you know, I've travelled. You know, do we read anything into that? I mean, what, what do you think, Phil? Have you uh, reactions? Yeah, to this? I, I, I'm. I, I'm not surprised to, to be perfectly honest, because I think that how far they've fallen, how 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 much their stock has fallen, um, really sort of plays into the fact that I think a lot of people have expected them to uh, to to be involved at some point tomorrow night. I think. Morales obviously not being in the squad at all on Saturday he strongly pointed to the fact that he would he would be on the plane and you know and, and I think if you add into the fact that, that Schneiderlin only came off the bench and that that silence and that indifferent reception he got when he came off the bench uh, says everything about about the, the supporters' feelings towards him and I also I also also think that maybe the decision to include him in the travelling party has been based on. Sam finally having to sit down with uh, with Unzi as uh, as promised. Yeah, I think you're right there because it's an interesting one that Nikola Vlasic is also on board, and he, he's a lad that you know we've all been impressed with. All these things quite bright, but I know you know from a conversation I've had with David that he wasn't entirely convinced. You know, he thought his ball retention, um, you know, could be worked upon better. So you know, maybe Sam Allardyce needs to see more of him, uh, you know, before he makes a, a decision on you know what the future holds for him. Uh, obviously, you won't be seeing him in Cyprus because uh, you know Big Sam hasn't travelled. He's, uh, I think, the official line is he's having a, a routine medical procedure this week, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But you know, equally, I think he'll want to spend his time on the training ground at Finch Farm, working with the players who are going to face Liverpool at the weekend. Uh, but you know, Vlasic, you know, he's, he's certainly got something to offer, hasn't he, in, in the future? 
I think I I seriously think that the list of players that have travelled there, obviously it's just going to be the under twenty three, so to speak. A lot of kids and them senior pros, obviously all have underperformed them ones this season. I'd say Vlasic is unlucky to be in there, to be yeah. honest. I I put Vlasic, I'd keep him at home and keep him well for the Merseyside derby on Sunday. I look at them though and think, Phil, do you think any of the list that we've just read out there, do you think any of them will do themselves any justice and maybe maybe get in the squad for Sunday? They'll do well to get in the squad for Sunday, but they need to do themselves justice. You know, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be up for debate. You know, this game is I'm calling it the double dead rubber because it means nothing <laughs> to both teams. Yeah. Um, you know, both teams can't go through. So both teams, you would strongly suspect, are going to feel change teams. But you know, given the fact that Schneider and Morales have travelled, there's, there's a strong belief that they probably will start tomorrow night. So they should be players of their experience, European experiences, or never mind domestic experience should be really dominating games like this and if they don't well you know draw your own conclusions but they should be uh, they should be running the show on Thursday but uh, you know if I was a betting man which I'm not um, <laughs> I would be laying on heavily that that was, uh, that was doubtful to say the least well yeah I mean cause it's not just looking ahead to the Merseyside derby I mean the run of fixtures in December is absolutely brutal I mean there's a mm-hmm. uh, Another game only a few days later, and they come thick and fast after that. So, you know, the squad will be lent on quite heavily. And, you know, there's an opportunity for them there to, you know, catch the eye, certainly. I mean, okay, he might not be there in person, but you can guarantee Sam will be watching it on television back at home. Mm. And, you know, he'll he'll certainly, you know, want to see players, you know, putting in a shift at the very least. Phil, what do you think um, Craig Shakespeare will have? It'd be interesting to see how he sets the team up, but do you think he'll be giving strict orders from Sam Alazais, or will he go with what his own methods think? Yeah, good question. So, because actually, just knocking our heads together this morning with a few of the other reports that have come over and just sort of, I think, you know, what we're going to sort of try and get get Craig on at the press conference this afternoon. And that's going to be one of the first questions. Who's actually picking the team? Is Sam, as you say, is Sam giving you strict instructions? Or is Craig as is, is a trusted and a trusted sort of confidant of, of Big Sam? Is he even given the licence to to do as he see fits within, you know, a loose framework of, 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 of a starting eleven. So I'll ask Craig that and see what he says. You know, I, I suspect Sam will, will, will leave it up to Craig to the extent. He's probably picked the eleven, I would think, um, but we'll, we'll get confirmation of that later. Well, when you look at that there, Bruno and Phil, you, you, you've got Klassen and Schneiderlin. There's £50 million worth of players there. Well, to be honest, yeah, you know, there could be quite an experience, you know, line of sense out there because... As Phil said, you know, obviously Apple and Limassol also have absolutely nothing to play for. Mm. You know, they've had a couple of good wins back to back in uh, in the Cypriot League, so you'd imagine they'd make a number of changes as well. There is a proper double dead rubber, as Phil seeing it so accurately called it. So. <laughs> on the flip side of this, Phil, it, it'll probably stand mm. Everton in good stead when you're looking at towards the Merseyside. I mean, don't want to touch on it too much, but it'll give Sam Allardyce, Sammy Lee, and all the all the first team players. Double sessions and a lot more time now looking ahead to Sunday rather than the players now the other players that are with the squads in Cyprus. It will give Sam and obviously Sam you yeah. need that time and effort and there'll be double drills, double sessions and everything else. Looking forward to that Merseyside derby where Liverpool have got to play on Wednesday night as well. Yeah, no, absolutely right. And it'll give Sam and, and Sammy um that opportunity that, that Unzi bemoaned that he yeah. he never had you know the games came thick and fast for him didn't he? and he kept saying repeatedly if only he could get some time with him on the training ground well you know it's 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 a sort of a happy coincidence if you like for Allardyce and Lee in this respect because 
it is the dead rubber and he can afford to rest and, and, and keep at home all the players who will be involved on Sunday and they've got an extra two, two and a half days to work on on tactics etc for uh, for a huge game so it's not a great you know a great coincidence or a great turn of fate for, for the supporters who've already pre-booked flights and tickets and stuff and, and were hoping this was going to be the glorious farewell into the, into the knockout stages of the Europa League um, but for the team and, and for the health of the team going into Sunday it, it's fallen quite nicely really Just on a different issue Phil obviously looking forward to for the Europa League match a lot of questions will be asked when the team lineup goes up on, on Thursday and the likes of yourself will be asked again, who's he, where's he come from? There's going to be a lot of youngsters in this team, isn't he? Is there anyone to look out for? Because they're going to be the general Evertonians looking at this team thinking, who's he, where's he come from? Has he done well with the under-23s? Yeah. Is there anyone out there that the, that the fans should be looking at towards? Um, well, I, I'm, I'm told reliably that Morgan Feeney's in the frame. Uh, to start, but obviously we're, we've become more familiar with Morgan because obviously he came on against Atalanta, didn't he? Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing Morgan get another another stab of things. Um, I'm told that Harry Charsley is is travelling uh, as part of the youngsters. Now Harry's been a mainstay the 23s for a couple of seasons now. Was a big part of the Premier League two title success, and he's a real industrious all-action player who actually can play in a, a number of positions. At one point, Unzi said to me last season, he's the first name on the team sheet, but actually his position is never never determined. He can play as far as up front as, and as far back as, as full-back. So, um, interesting to see if he gets any game time and where he plays. And then, you know, I'm told that there's a few of the few of the youngsters from the under-18s are in the frame. People like Alex Denny, who's played at England youth level, uh, Michael Collins, who's a Wirral lad, who's, who's highly thought of, and um, Fraser Hornby, who's scoring a lot of goals um, for the 18. So I was told they were in the frame to travel, but we'll get uh, confirmation of, of if they were on the plane uh, later today. Quite interesting talking about uh, you know sort of youngsters there, Phil, because another story uh, which is you know certainly exercising the imagination this morning is uh, the news that Joe Royal um, has left mm. the club. He's um, I think his title, what was it, Professional Development Coordinator. <laughs> Basically, he looked after the lads who were out on loan. Uh, he used to go and watch uh, the youngsters and report back uh, to the manager on how they were faring. Now, as ever, the conspiracy theorists have had a field day on this one uh, because it comes just four days after um, Sam Allardyce has arrived as Everton manager, people putting two and two together. In this instance, they are making five because you know we've, we've had contact from Joe and he's assured us there's absolutely nothing sinister uh, in his decision. And uh, I think... What's behind it largely is that he was such a big ally of David Unsworth, and he was you know the pair of them were almost like a double act. I think he felt so disappointed, uh, you know, so at the way, uh, you know, things worked out for David long term as far as the uh, the full time managership went. So I think he just thought that the time was right. He's sixty eight as well, Joe. Yeah. You know, so you know he wants to spend a bit more time, uh, you know, with his wife, and he'll be at the matches as he said uh, in his statement that's on the club's website that you know once an Evertonian always an Evertonian he'll still be at the ground as he has been for the last 60 odd years so you know obviously I go back a long way with Joe absolutely top top fella uh, true Evertonian and a genuine legend uh, living legend so very very sad you know so to, to see him leave the club but equally I, th- I think his legacy lives on I mean I know certainly the younger players at the club think very very highly of him and you've dealt with him a fair bit uh, Phil you know so You've got nothing bad to say about him, have you? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. The complete opposite, actually. And, and something that always springs to mind with Joe is, is, is something I wrote about um, Howard um, at the time of his passing, actually. And it was 
the, these guys were from a different era and, and maybe for a, for a younger generation of Evertonians, although they know full well what they achieved at the football club, you know, they might see that the game is different. But these are football men that know a player when there's a player, know a bad player when they see a bad player, know how to set teams up. They know the game. And yeah, they, their heydays may have been in the 80s and 90s and they may have played in the 60s and 70s. But Joe and, and Howard, and obviously we're speaking about Joe here, you, you had to listen. You know, they they know football, and I was you know reassured massively when you, when you would see Joe and Unzi together because I know Unzi, I haven't spoken to him. He he would really lean heavily on Joe during this period uh, of being a caretaker, and I just think people like that have have got football running through them. And I just think you know, as I said, they're from a different era. You you know, you might argue, but. They know the game and, and what they see on a pitch is, is worth listening to. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's funny, actually, people always talk about Joe as being the last, you know, Sir Everton manager to bring silverware to the club, which he is, which he's rightly proud of. But I think he's probably even more proud of the fact that he achieved something more important to Everton in his time there. And that was keeping the, keeping the club in the Premier League. From having started mm-hmm. that 94-95 season, the worst start to a season in the club's history was it seven points after 11 games? It was absolutely, you know, sort of in dire straits. And uh, from having that appalling start, Everton suddenly needed to find European qualification level football uh, to succeed, to stay in the Premier League. I think, you know, two points from every game was the average they needed. And he achieved that. And uh, he's also secretly quite proud of the fact that during his, uh, you know, his 18 months, two years, as, uh, or two and a half years as Everton manager, he never once lost a derby, mm-hmm. which could be quite a nice... Uh, I think when you look at it, Bruno, is that when he came over, he took over a relegation-threatened team. Yeah. And in the space of 18 months, two years, turns us into the European qualifying team with the likes yeah. of Kanchelskis, Limpar, Parkinson, Rides, Al Ferguson... That team is probably the, one of the best teams I grew up watching Everton. Yeah. Joe Rule gave me the greatest day of my life supporting Everton, and that'll live long in the memory. And I've got to be ever thankful for that. And when following Everton all my life, it's just basically being brought up on relegation, dog fights, etc. So when someone comes in and lifts the mood from everything and tops, keeps you up, brings you to Wembley, beats Tottenham, beats Manchester United in the final, gives you a cup. And then goes on to be playing expansive football, beating Liverpool at Anfield, beating Manchester United, beating all these big teams and pushing towards that top four, top five. And it was an absolutely fantastic team to watch. And if only Everton, this current team, because I have half the ounce of attitude that Joe installed in them because it was, it was a brilliant watch, that team. 100%, yeah. Well, you know, so happy retirement, Joe. Certainly uh, well earned, but like you say, he'll be back at Goodison. And I, well, he'll almost certainly be at Anfield at the weekend. We're not going to talk too much about the Derby match because, um, you know, we'll do a separate pod um, before the weekend uh, looking, you know, ahead to that one. But, you know, focusing on the game tomorrow evening. Um, any news in the Cypriot press yet, Phil, about uh, what they're likely to do with their team or what kind of gate might be expected on the night? Is it going to be like a really weird atmosphere, like nobody in there, more journalists than Well, there's got to be more Evertonians because they've sold the allocation, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. I, to, to be perfectly honest, I, I, I can't say that Nicosia has been gripped by Europa League fever. <laughs> right. I, I, I sense quite the opposite. Look, I mean, it was we were only in, in, in middle of town for a few hours uh, last night, but I, I mean, I was quick pick up of, the, of, of local papers, you know, trying to see anything. Yeah. But I couldn't see any reference to the game, so it'd be interesting. I, I, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if uh, if the Evertonians outnumber the home fans. But then again, it's a big English club coming over, isn't it? So 
you know, regardless of, of it being the double dead rubber, there may be there may be sort of that interest that it's Everton and, and the prestige that Everton carry, uh, whoever is wearing the shirt uh, for, the, for the local supporters. It's certainly one of those games to say I was there because, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, Krasnodar and Bate Borisov, the previous dead rubbers, were both at Goodison. I mean, this one, you know, taking place away from home. Well, what I'm going to do here, I'm just going to absolutely wax lyrical over Everton's support. Now, when you think of this, is that uh, this is, a, as you've just touched on, Phil, it's a double dead rubber. They're basically playing, they're under 23s, away from home, in Rimassol. This is in December, basically, a couple of weeks before Christmas. Yeah. Amazing side derby on Sunday, and they've sold their allocation. It's absolutely inc- yeah. incredible support, considering what they've had to deal with this season. Basically, I th- this is the third manager. Four, if you look at on, on Shakespeare, really. Yeah. So, I just t- yeah. look, I look at this support... And the football club and the football players that will be playing on Thursday, whoever the selectors, should be really grateful and thankful for the support that they're getting at the moment because if you witness yeah. it, it's, it's not appreciated in my opinion. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm forever astonished by the level of support. You know, obviously, professionally, we, we, we go and cover Everton wherever, wherever they are in the world, wherever they're playing at any time. But the number of, number of supporters that, that travel to Slovakia for the Rosombarok game... And stuff like that, and you just think it's incredible, you know. Never mind the expense and, and the time; it's just, you know, it's, it's it's the effort of having to go to games that, you know, aren't going to be the most exciting, and, and really in the course of a season, a, a small fry, if you like. But, you know, and then that's just that, that level of support has just been re-emphasised today and, and this week because, you know, we fully expect the full allocation of, of blue fans, blues fans to have made the trip and. Uh, they deserve a good few days, and they deserve a performance. So it won't be it won't be the, the first team, but there's enough senior players in that in that eleven and in that squad to uh, to put on a performance anyway. I was speaking to an Everton fan before he left um, yesterday, and I was asking him. I said, this, uh, "How are you? he's going to obviously he's going to the match Thursday?" He said, "This is like two weeks before Christmas. Obviously, funds yeah, are tight, yeah. and he's going straight from the match on the Thursday, flying back to London." And then going to the Derby yeah. on the Sunday, I think that's just unbelievable support, isn't it? And I've yeah. got to just seriously take my hat off to them. Yeah, well, the thing is, as, as I said earlier on, I think everybody was hoping this was going to be the the, uh, the glorious farewell to the group stages as Everton fell serenely into the knockout stages with a bit of winter sun thrown into the mix. It was, on paper, looked like a, a really, really good trip, but Everton have let the supporters down the season as we know and we've, we've said time and time again so Everton's fans deserve to, to see a victory on this trip and, and I hope that the players who, who were selected you know I'm talking about the senior players the young lads you know it's a great opportunity for them and they'll get the full backing of, of everybody on Thursday but I just hope the senior players not only um, you know are, are try to prove to the manager for themselves but actually are trying to repay the supporters as well because uh, you know, I know. I know. Everybody says their club has the best supporters, but you genuinely couldn't can't rival evidence uh, evidence support at all. And so say all of us. Right, Phil, we'll let you uh, head off down to downtown uh, Nicosia, is it, to look for your Greek salad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll Thank be back. Much. We'll be back on Friday with uh, with another pod looking ahead to the Merseyside derby. So uh, speak to you later in the week. Cheerio. Thank you.